This is Luke Moroni for the Daily Property Search Podcast. And the topic I'd like to talk about today is, what are the property trends in the USA that could impact Australia? Before I get into this topic, just a disclaimer that this podcast is for general purposes only and should not be regarded as legal or financial advice. Make sure you get your own independent advice when it comes to investing. So what are some of the property trends in the USA that might impact us here in Australia? There's so much to think about in terms of what is actually happening in the US and the comparisons and differences that are happening in Australia. I was just in Las Vegas and I went to a real estate and property technology event and it was really interesting to see how they actually transact property. There was a great sense for me that things are quite different over there in the US. Um, there's, there are some similarities. And we need to be aware of actually what's happening over there and actually maybe think about some of the ideas that are maybe either going to be brought from the US to Australia or the possibility of, you know, things really staying the same as they are. You know, there's no use in bringing technologies over from the US if they're not really going to work in terms of legislation, in terms of consumer awareness and adoption. Um, So we need to really get a sense of what's actually happening. It's probably more in terms of the actions that uh, the individual's taking over there in terms of consumers, in terms of individual employees, in terms of companies, rather than, you know, how the the technology is impacting. So that's why I get a sense of, it's really good to see what goes on over there and how things are actually being happening. But, you know, what is some of the things that are holding things back over there? What are some of the things that are holding consumers back or employees? What's the disconnect between what some of the technology companies are doing uh, online and offline and how that is actually wrapping up in terms of what the consumers actually wanna be doing as well. So it's a big space that we need to be aware of and I wanted to talk to you all about today to get a sense of you know, a little bit more in the technology space and a little bit more about what could potentially be happening here um, in the future. Because I know there's an American company called EXP looking to come out to Australia and start to dominate some of the, the market over here. And, you know, we had Purple Bricks recently come in. They tried their platform and how it was going to work. Um, I believe that they did a lot of things that didn't really work in, in this market and you know maybe it would, the timing wasn't quite right for when they entered the space and maybe a company like that needs to think about more um, what kind of impacts they can have at certain times if you think about uber it came in at the time when there was the recession in the us um on what we term as the gfc but in 2008-9 you know people struggled with the amount of money that they were spending and and they were looking at other ways to minimize their costs. And with Uber coming in, um, it got a sense of uh, people actually wanting to uh, take up the adoption of being drivers. And also the people were having a, a better system and more efficient system, more cost-effective system when they were taking um, a, a car or taxi. And that's proved to actually quite work. And the timing was especially important for Uber in, in the generation of uh, coming up from zero to the impact they now have around the world. So the first top point I'd like to make on this particular subject is there's a lot of disruption in the property space in the US right now. There's a lot of um, issues with uh, employees or real estate agents actually with some of those property tech companies and um, really 
getting a sense that there's a lot of, you know, almost unlikeness or hatred around some of what the technology companies are doing. And they think that they actually are going to be in a space to actually fail. And I think Uber um, was attracted or actually got a sense of that happening when they first come out. And there's a lot of taxi drivers with uh, um, being quite upset about what they were doing. And, you know, um, maybe some of the general public in, in terms of what disruption that they were going to put in place. So there's a lot of disruption happening in the US right now when it comes to property and transactions. The companies, you may not know these companies, but Zillow, Open Door, and iBuyers are, um, are typically uh, either platforms or uh, IDs that are being used in the current marketplace. Uh, to actually put property transactions through. So what they do is get a sense of having a property, uh, set a price on that property, look to renovate that property once the, the, the person, the seller moves out and then on sell that property to um, a, you know, a first home buyer or someone looking to upgrade into a, a better quality of house. So that's what they put in place. They can do it in fairly cost-effective methods because they're doing this on an ongoing basis in one particular city and they can get you know, cheap trades um, on an ongoing basis, uh, provide good value valuations on the property, get the properties uh, held by their company and then on sell those properties in future to other people wanting to move into those that space. So it is really interesting in how that kind of works um, with regards to the, the pullback on that in Australia is a big thing of cost when it comes to properties in Australia is the stamp duty. Uh, the transaction costs are a lot lower in, in the US as opposed to Australia. So we've got to be wary about this. And uh, you know, obviously renovation, renovating and flip shows are a big thing in the US and um, you know, generally are a, a well sought after idea in Australia as well. But because those transaction levels, you have to be really careful about doing renovation and flip deals. Um, something that really works over there and can work very effectively if you know what you're doing but it's a bit of a struggle when it comes to Australia. So have that awareness about what's going on. Maybe as things do change and they've talked about the whole idea about stamp duty and how that's gonna work, but it's probably something that you have to really get to that level of thinking about what's the cost involved and is there benefits and is there gonna be profit down the track. The second point I'd like to make is the disruptors that are in the marketplace still need to have a human voice to speak to the general public. So if they're just starting up right now, and I think you know Uber case in point as well, initially they had call centers and things like that to actually speak to people about what was going on. And the same in the US. They, I actually went to a talk where there was an individual that um, on sell this home to um, one of these companies, it was actually Open Door, and they then put the price on the property, did the renovation, and then on sold it to someone else. And that particular person, he was in his uh, 50s or 60s, actually wanted to get a sense of actually speaking to someone. So that, even that they, they are disruptors and they are getting a sense of actually um, being in the technology space, people initially with technology need to still have that human connection, human component involved to actually call up or speak to or maybe even visit and in that transaction process. It is um, a big financial decision. So it, it, there is a sense of still that happening and not being totally technology-based or totally you know, bot-based or chat-based. 
um, people can get on the phone and actually make that calls. So if you are gonna be a disruptor in the markets and it's something brand new that people are unaware of, it's an important part to still have that component available so people can actually speak to someone. There is a level of human connection that will always be in the marketplace. You know, there will be a level of millennials coming through, generations, uh, you know, X, even my X, Y's, Z, um, coming through using the American terms where I was thinking about the American market. And we still have that space of wanting a little bit of technology, but still probably needing that human connection element on there. Unless they get so much awareness in the marketplace, like an Uber, like an Airbnb now, that you don't need to have that aspect. You can do everything online without actually speaking to someone. And that's really coming through more and more. But in the early days of a disruptor, it needs to have that human voice, that human component involved in the transaction deals. The third point I like to make is around working online and offline. It's a little bit around that human voice component as well, but the relationship in deals, when you're talking about property, where it's the biggest financial decisions that people will ever make, they need that online and offline component in there. We need to see that we can be efficient and cost-effective in what we do, but as well to speak to someone, to have that element of connection, of relationship, in a deal. And I think that's where the real estate agency space will still always be in play or may be in play to a certain extent. There will be people involved in a transaction of the deal. And it may take you know another 100 years before that you know, changes completely. But in the short and medium term, we still need that human element of what's going on. People don't get a sense of knowing what they are buying or what they are selling and they need help and guidance along the way. So whether it's from the, the seller's side of having a real estate agent represent them, or if it's on the buyer's side of having a buyer's agency represent them. It is a big part in what we do each and every day as buyer's agents to really educate the buyer um, on what kind of investment is gonna work for them and make suggestions on the you know one particular property over another. And you can see, you can go to realestate.com.au or domain.com.au and see all the properties in the marketplace, but how does one differentiate from another? How do you know that one is gonna be a better deal than the other? You know, Are you gonna to have to put too much work in there? Are there too many issues with that property? Is it on the wrong street? Is it in the wrong neighborhood? Is it in the right location? And it is undervalued or overvalued? So we've just got to take a sense of everything that's happening and that's why representation, it's like anything that we have, a teacher, a coach, um, to support us along the way is gonna be valuable moving forward in the future. So think about those things when it comes to some of those property trends in the US and that could impact Australia and, and what's actually happening here. And if you wanna talk about this particular topic or your own personal circumstances when it comes to property investing, please do give me a call on 0400 332 377. Look forward to talking with you soon. Thanks for tuning in.